A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, my friends. Happy Tuesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein of TalkSport, he of the podcast world. And we've got loads of reaction to the evening's Premier League games, including, of course, the big London derby between the Hammers and Chelsea at the bridge. People say, oh, you mentioned West Ham first and they weren't the home team. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, does it? Does anyone? Yeah, it does matter, actually. We're the home team. We're Chelsea. Okay, Chelsea against West Ham then. But anyway, we kick off with Manchester United now. That can't be right, can it? Why are we kicking off with... Let me read on, gang, and we'll find out why. Now, many have asked whether or not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could lead the club to a Premier League title after the 6-2 thumping of Leeds at the weekend. Well, let's find out from the great and the good at TalkSport, as well as Simon Jordan. You'll also hear from the former United defender John O'Shea, Troy Deeney, he's not the defender, I've mentioned him already, John O'Shea. Gary O'Neill, he's not the United defender, I've mentioned him, that's John O'Shea. Adrian Durham, again, not the United... It was only the first one, that was John O'Shea. But first up, this is old Moni McMoanface himself, Simon Jordan. He didn't play for United either. No chance when they win the title. Can't win the Champions League because they got knocked out. Right? No chance when they win the Europa League. They won't win the FA Cup. Right? So I guarantee you, as we sit here today, and you can recall it like you did with Messi because you kept on playing that particular clip until I was right, right about Messi not leaving Barcelona. I guarantee you Man United will win nothing this season. And if that is the case, and they get into the Champions League, is that good enough for Man United? Because I thought Man United were the biggest club in the world. I thought Man United had aspirations to win things. If they don't, I'm wrong. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the panacea. The run from McTominay, the first touch getting out of his feet, and then the strike, an absolutely brilliant goal again. A real cracking strike. People are talking about this being an Ole masterclass tactically, how he's outwitted Bielsa. Take a look at Leeds' injuries and where they've got them. And I actually thought... After the first couple of goals, when Leeds sort of settled themselves a little bit, I thought there were periods of the game where Leeds were the better side. Manchester United 4, Leeds United 1, a corner, Rafinha whipping it in from the left-hand side, and at the Stretford end, Liam Cooper, he's got up best to nod in the header. Have a look at the bench for United yesterday. I'll give you the names. Alex Telles, recent signing, Cavani, Van der Beek, Mata, Bailly, Pogba, Greenwood, Matic and Henderson, the keeper. I mean, was there a better bench across the whole of Europe yesterday or this weekend just gone? And, and people say they need signings and, and Oli hasn't got the squad. What a load of rubbish. So, of course, that squad should be beating a side, an injury-ravaged side like Leeds, given the way that Leeds play as well. So, uh, I think a bit of perspective is needed on this one. It certainly shouldn't be leading to a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, Man United, yeah, they can win the title, because they can't. They cannot, can they, finish 
above Liverpool. I see a lot of people saying, oh, United are back in the tight race. So if that's the case, we have to put Villa in the same same breath because Villa got two games in hand and if they win both, Man United being one of them will be, will be second. So I think we're getting caught up because we know it's Christmas where mentally we go, oh, we're halfway through the season now. It's been like 13 yeah. games. Yeah, it's just right. enjoy these crazy seasons. Brilliant. It's crazy, but enjoy it. Man United won't win the Premier League. I'm not convinced Solskjaer is the guy to take them back to former glories and and where they were under Sir Alex Ferguson. But I do think that he's played his part in the journey. I think that the dressing room that he inherited did have a lot of problems in it and he started to weed bits of it out. You know, Sanchez has gone. They didn't feel Lukaku was for them. He's gone. They've got some young players there that, that are doing well. So... I'm not convinced that he'll be able to take them right to the summit, but I, I do think he will play his part in getting them in a better place than, than when he got the job. And it's beyond him and into the net. Marcus Rashford has completed a wonderful turnaround for Manchester United here. They score goals, yeah, they could defend better at times, but if they win that game in hand, look where they'll be in the Premier League. Yeah, it's disappointing, the Champions League, but as you said, PSG and Leipzig, they're, they're no mugs either, but I think the position game away in Turkey was the one against Basakshia and I think the, the one thing with Oli and the team the coaching team that they have there they, they'll have the players there that really want to be at Manchester United and that'll mean that they will be progressing Now this is the Watford captain Troy Deeney on TalkSport Breakfast on his former manager Vladimir Ibic being Sakvic after the Hornets lost to Huddersfield on Saturday Vich doesn't even work there are rumours that Troy played a part in the dismissal after being dropped for the game at the weekend this is Troy's side of the story If I'm lying, I'll never work a day again in my life, I promise you. This is, I'm a dad's grave, I'm telling the yeah. truth. So we, uh, Friday, get the team. I'm not I'm not playing. All right, not happy, but it is what it is. Get, we leave at half two, so ten past two. I'm getting a massage. Get, uh, get a call, Troy, can you come and see the gaffer? Yeah, no problem, just getting a massage. Give me ten minutes, I'll be in. That was it. Went to his office, he was in the canteen, so I thought, oh. Going to the canteen, going to the canteen, he's eating. Didn't pull me, didn't... I thought, all right, no, couldn't have been anything important. We'll speak on the bus, travel, nothing. Get to the hotel, nothing. Can't be an issue. I'll be honest, my face probably was like thunder because I've, I've been dropped, scored three and three, and then I've been dropped. I'm not happy, but again, so many games, you start to uh, understand it. So anyway, get to the game, thinking, well, I'm going to come on at some point. Nothing. Not, e- not even asked to warm up. Okay. This is a Monday morning job. We're going to have to deal with this. Getting the car to go home. Ping, ping, ping. <laughs> it's been um, arresting me for, I think, for being fatigued, for playing four games in, four full games um, in, the, in the previous weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was a disciplinary. I'd been disciplined for something, but he didn't want to speak about it. So people are going, oh, Troy, you know, what are you doing? Have you kicked off? And uh, I don't know. And a bit of breaking news here on TalkSport. I can understand that head coach Vladimir Ivic has been sacked by Watford. They were beaten this afternoon. So Watford looking for yet another new boss. Yesterday we, we had um, a, a Watford podcaster on going, okay. well, look, I, I said, look, I'm talking to Troy today. And he said, yeah, well, look, he was, he was dropped for disciplinary reasons. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and then, and I'd, then, I'd love to know what they are. Right. Yeah. So you didn't do nothing. And the then obviously... Old, genuinely, the only thing I can say yeah. is when he asked to see me, I didn't stop the middle of the massage I was already in to go and go and do it. That was genuinely it. Troy Dini steps up, right-footed, and he smashes it right down the middle. The keeper, Neil Etheridge, absolutely no chance. You don't have long enough to to like think about it in football. It's so quick and instant. We're like, all right, well, who's the next guy coming in then? And what kind of play does he want? And 
and you start panicking then like will he like a striker like me does he like small faster strikers and things of that nature so yeah we're all watching like everybody else like who's who's next now on my show last night Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar Monday Thursday from 10pm I was alongside Perry Groves looking back at the evening's game in the Premier League that saw dot 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 now here we go gang I'm recording this podcast at 1-0 Chelsea with 35 minutes to go so here's my guess it finished 1-1 Chelsea 3, West Ham 0. Tammy Abraham has his second inside two minutes. I'm not sure you're going to get convincing against West Ham. I've seen all their games recently. They give everyone a tough match. They're effective. They're organised. They put balls in the box. They score a lot of goals in that way. So I, I, was, I loved that side of our game. Our defending in the box. Brilliant. And you saw a bit of confidence come into the team in the back end of it, which I was really pleased with because we lost two games. Confidence can take a hit. Players showed a lot of character in the way they played. I, I'm not sure the, the, the score was, was correct, but ultimately, you know, we didn't take our chances when we had them and the opportunities when we had to defend well and it wasn't very often really in the second half uh, we didn't do that and uh, it gave them the chance of winning the game uh, in the fashion they did. The goal has got in from Tammy Abraham so it's Chelsea 2, West Ham 0. Tammy Abraham uh, scored the goal. This is what makes top sides, you know you might not have the best game but you have to bring up, you know you have to get the goals and you have to get the three points and that's what we did today, we grinded for the, for the goals and the three points but Good credit to West Ham, they're a good side, but we find a way to break them down. If I was Declan Rice, I'd be knocking on... Is he too good for West Ham? Oh, In fact, I don't know if I've asked that. We know he's too good. Yes. Should he... Not dip, but why is he still there? I is, think, has this got to be his last season at West Yeah, Ham? well, I would. I think he probably wants to go in the right way, which is fair enough, because there's too many who don't have that class. But I would still be going in January and saying, I would like to leave. Right, and then it goes behind the scenes, isn't it? The agents talk to agents and whatever. Of course. Depending on how much money that, you know, they'd have to take to get him away in January, what, 70, 75 million? And if he was Frank Lampard, you'd be going to his owners and saying, if I get him, we've got a 30, 40% chance more of winning mm. the title. Burnley saw the game out. They get out of the bottom three and move to within one point of Arsenal. Burnley two, Wolves one. In the game of my life. Well, it's my, my way is... You know, to the end of the seasons when it really counts. What what have we achieved? What have we done? So the bit in the middle is is enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. That little glow that you get from a win tonight, but it will soon wear off tomorrow morning. I'll be woken up by the kids and they'll be asking me, agging the granny out of me, saying, "Do this, do that." Life carries on, and then I'll still be spinning the game through my mind all night, and then you get back to working, ready for the next one. Now, this is the Liverpool under-23 coach Gary O'Neill in a feature we're calling behind the scenes at the Liverpool training ground with Gary O'Neill. Yeah, it sort of does what it says on the tin. Anyway, this is Gaza on why he doesn't feel there are any murmurings of discontent around Sadio Mane or Mohamed Salah at Anfield. I'm keen to judge it on performances and the guy that came on for half an hour against Crystal Palace doesn't look unhappy for me. And what I hear in how hard he works in training and how bubbly he is around the group, I don't see there being an issue. I think... Players will give interviews and, and sometimes, especially when they're done in, in other countries and, and other languages, that there, there will be stuff that comes back. I think you have to judge him on his performances. And for me, he doesn't look like a guy that's not happy at Liverpool Football Club. And, and what I hear from how he trains and how hard he works, he, he definitely doesn't give up give off the motion that he, he is unhappy at Liverpool Football Club. And a chance for Mane and Liverpool are two up. Fantastic finish from Sadio Mane. Struck it so crisply on the turn. I hear people trying to group these sort of incidents together and compare them to other. And I think the 
the detail of it is extremely important. So you, you're winning 4-0. I think it's very different if you're substituted and you're, you're losing and it's not going great and then you show frustration and you re- refuse to shake the hand of the manager and you walk down the tunnel. That's a very different thing to what Sadio Mane did. Sadio Mane was disappointed to be coming off because he still wanted to help the team. He shook hands with Jurgen Klopp on the way off. He shook hands with, with Mo Salah, who, who replaced him. And then he went and sat with his teammates... Not happy about being taken off, but that that's fine. People are allowed to be not happy about being taken off. He didn't overstep the line. I don't think it was throwing toys out the pram. I don't think there was any of that. Now, Arsenal face Man City tonight at the Carabao Cup quarterfinal, looking to put their league form behind them. You'll hear from Adrian Durham, the male's Ollie Holt, and Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan. But ahead of the game, TalkSport's James Savundra spoke with the manager, Mikel Arteta, and he asked the manager when the key player Pierre Emerick Aubameyang is fit again. Well, Oba, it's uh, it's feeling much better. He will have another scan the next few days, and we will see how quickly we can get him back on the team. But um, he know how important it is for us, and he feels that responsibility, and he's trying his best to be fit as quick as possible. At the weekend, it was sixty percent possession you had against Everton, but just two shots on target, and that includes Pepe's penalty. David Luiz tries to strike, hits the bar, comes back out, and the Wobie has to tidy up, and that could have been another equaliser for Arsenal. So what's going wrong? Is it a confidence point of view, or is there a lack of vision in attacking areas? Last year against Everton, we won the game with 25% chance of winning supported by the start. You win 3-2. Last weekend, is 67% chance of winning any Premier League in history and 9% of losing, and you lose. 3% against Burnley, and you lose. 7% against Spurs, and you lose. There is something else a part of that. It's not just the performance, the PC, something else that has to go our way, and at the moment, it doesn't. Saying that, it doesn't care, because you lose, and the only thing that cares is that you lose the full match, and this is what we hear. I struggled to cope with XG, etc., but, I mean, this stuff was beyond beyond some of that, and, it, I mean, it was the kind of... It was the kind of attempts at justification that really made you worry for him, to be honest, because it was, as I say, it was, it was gobbledygook. This time, Aubameyang lifts the cup for Arsenal. Record-breaking Arsenal. 14 FA Cup titles. If we only judge p- people in success, then ultimately we are very one-dimensional because out of adversity comes character. Mm. And if he can come through this... Arteta and Edu came out last week and said he's going to back him then you might yet find that Arsenal become a far better football club for having the courage of the conviction to stick to Arteta and not to back down to nonsense like bringing Ozil back into the fold This is from Morris he's tweeted in saying I always thought the obvious choice for Arsenal was Brendan Rodgers but would he go there now I very much doubt it I I think he would Um, Arsenal is still a much much bigger club than Leicester City whether you like it or not regardless of how recently Leicester won the title and I also think that there's a chance to be arguably the greatest manager in Arsenal history. That's still up for grabs. Wenger won three titles. So in the space of five years, Brendan Rodgers could actually overhaul that. If he wins one Champions League, he's done better in Europe than Arsene Wenger. So if Arsene Wenger's the greatest, it ain't going to be too difficult for a really top manager to get in there and topple his record. So there's an opportunity there. Now back to Gary O'Neill on White and Jordan discussing the issues of dementia and the damaging effects heading balls repeatedly has on footballers' brains. He played professionally himself for nearly two decades and has recently retired. The Liverpool youth coach confirmed that he and many other coaches are taking the matter very seriously. 
and even at Bolton, that the last club I was at, defenders practicing their heading meant people booting the ball 60 yards, 50, 60 yards, and defenders coming out and heading the ball that is travelling extremely fast and there's a lot of force involved. There's none of that with Liverpool's under-23s. If, if we work on heading with the guys, we are literally stood four or five yards away and throwing balls up in the air softly so they can work on their timing, they can work on their technique. And the numbers and the time you spend doing it is extremely limited now. Back now to myself and Jerry Groves on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm. And here are words falling out of people's mouths. Mr Simon Jordan, who was in my class. Simon Jordan was in your... Was he as annoying in class as he is on the radio? Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit unnecessary, a little bit of lacking the vocabulary. I could have said something else, right? So that's absolutely right. But it wouldn't have altered the central theme. Do you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to knock him. He needs to sort his hair out and be a proud genius like he is. I don't want you to be no slave. I don't want you to work all day. The central theme is you're a weasel. You think you're a ginger in denial? Hold on, was he a ginger at school, Dan? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, he was. He definitely had a redness to his hair. You've outed him. He's a ginger. Oh, my goodness. Honestly, Danny, because they'll play this clip. So just to confirm, you went to what what school? He wasn't a ginger, but he had a reddish tinge. Let me put it that What school was it? Just to confirm it. Broad Green College. Okay. So you're saying Simon Jordan was a ginger at school? Well, a a reddish hair. Did he always wear a rascal jacket? I always used to... I, I mean, I've followed his career, obviously, since then. If I'd have only sat two, two desks away, I could have been a multi-millionaire. Yeah, so could he, <laughs> actually, many times. <laughs> now that's it for another podcasty thing. Before I go, let me tell you about two bits of live football you can hear. Live and exclusive TalkSport tonight, half past five on TalkSport 2. Brentford take on Newcastle, of course, the Caribou Cup quarter final. Commentary from Sam Matterface and David Connolly. Then at 8 pm, the big one back on Talksport. It's Arsenal against City. Presented by Hugh Woosencroft, meaning, of course, he just does 10 minutes intro, five minutes half time, and sticks his feet on the desk and just takes the money like someone would do in the Wild West. Anyway, commentary from Jim Proudfoot and Andy Townsend. That's it for another podcasting thing. I'll be back tonight on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar from 10 pm alongside the fun boy, Jason Cundy. Hopefully, taking the mickey out of the fact these side Chelsea drop points, although it's on 69 minutes now, and it's still 1-0 Chelsea. Come on, the Hammers. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.